Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Melissa Mason. And I'm Laura Brodnick. How are you today, Laura? Oh, look, I just gave you my story of flying home sick, so I won't put the listeners through that. But I don't recommend going on a holiday and then getting too sick to fly home, which is no. why I've been away. So sorry, Spillers, Miss Jewel, but I'm back. A shell of my former self. I <laughs> but I'm back. So Laura was like basically on the aeroplane, her ears did this thing, you know, when you have like a sinus infection, I'm, I'm talking to everyone, like, yeah. you know, like when you have a sinus yeah, infection, Yeah, yeah, this guys. is a medical podcast now, I love it. <laughs> and you get the thing in your head. Well, you know what you were saying, like it, yeah. it feels like your head's going to explode. I very I much know. relate. I want to send a gift basket to the woman sitting next to me because I thought she thought that she needed to call a paramedic or something because she yeah. called their like, flight hostess over and I wanted to like find a way to email her today and be like, I lived. Yeah. She's probably like thinking that poor woman next to me, she definitely died after that flight. I just think <laughs> that like when you get a cold, it's the period after you've healed from the cold yeah. that's the worst because it, that's when you've got all the head yeah. things. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, it's not a medical times. podcast. <laughs> we're an entertainment podcast and today we're going to be talking about the Beckham saga, one of my favourite sagas at the mm-hmm. moment. It's far from over with Brooklyn and Nicola Peltz Beckham speaking to a magazine this week about that feud with Victoria. First up though, we've got the entertainment news headlines of the day. <laughs> I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So the Hollywood Critics Association TV Awards were held over the last few days and I always find these really interesting because it's the top TV critics who are sort of like right in there in the mess in Hollywood watching all the different TV shows and it's their picks for the biggest shows in the last year. So leading the pack of award winners was White Lotus, of course, because Mm. that's kind of been the standout show both from the industry fans and also now critics. So that got five wins, including Best Limited Series. It also won for Writing and Directing and... And it picked up prizes for Jennifer Coolidge, who is just having like the arc of her career, which we're loving. Yes, and she's the renaissance in... of Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. She is no longer just Miss Legally Blonde. <laughs> and also Mari Bartlett, may his character RIP, won for Best Supporting Actor. And also Abbott Elementary was the other big winner, which we've actually recommended on this podcast before, but I feel like a lot of people haven't watched. It won for Best Broadcast Comedy. It also won for Best Actress and Supporting Actress. So that was kind of the dominant comedy winner of the night. And then Better Call Saul won four awards tied with succession. So they're all kind of the big, most expected ones. But the other big winner was What We Do in the Shadows. And I just wanted to shout that out because it is one of the 
funniest TV shows really? around based on, in my opinion, the funniest movie ever made, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, I've never seen either oh of these God, things. Oh, my God, watch the movie and then watch the TV okay. show. They're both on Binge and Foxtel. And also the other big headline for the night, which I thought was very well deserved, is that Mandy Moore won the Virtuoso Award, which is kind of like the big honoree oh, of the night. I love that. Which is interesting because obviously she very infamously got snubbed from the Emmys this year mm. after being the star of This Is Us for so many years. And so the Critics Association said that it was a way for them to honour the past two decades of her career, going from a pop star to an actress to a director. So her getting up on stage and getting that award was her having the moment that the Emmys didn't give her. Mm. So I thought that was just nice, bit of justice for Mandy Moore. So an important breaking news today. Look, I know there's a lot more important, even celebrity news going on in the Mm -hmm. world right now, but I just think we had to just give a moment to Kim Kardashian's new office tour. So she's got this brand new beautiful space for her new Skin by Kim label. Skin by Kim is very hard to say. Yeah, I know. I I can't believe I was like literally holding my breath saying it then. I wasn't going (laughs) to mess it up. So thank you for noticing. (laughs) So in a new YouTube video that she shared over the weekend, it's called Welcome to my office! Exclamation mark. Official Skin by Kim office tour! Exclamation mark. And she goes through the skincare brand's office, which is two huge stories. And obviously in true Kim Kardashian style, it looks like a very sanitized space where like if you're in a zombie movie where like patient zero would be yes. put kind of thing. Why like, does she love that? Why is everything like medically sound? Yeah, for Kim right. In it terms looks, of interiors. It looks beautiful but like everything looks hard and yes. cold. Like, which I, I guess is anywhere. her aesthetic. Like everything's cream and nude. Mm. She even got these really fancy office chairs that she gets very defensive about the fact that she dyed white. Like imagine oh. spending like millions of dollars on chairs and then dyeing them just yes. to match your kind of aesthetic. So it's got two glam rooms, two kitchens. It's funny because she kept saying like how busy it always is, but the Mm. office was empty. And she's like, oh, it's because we do summer Fridays. So I like let everyone work from home. But she's like, just imagine people bustling and imagine people hanging out here and (laughs) everyone's hanging out. I just can't imagine that. (laughs) So anyway, just getting to a few of the little quirky bits from the tour. So there's a shower in there, which I guess, you know, if you're Kim Kardashian, you're there all the time, you're working really hard. Having a shower in your private office next to your glam room isn't that weird. No. It's the fact that there's a chair in there for her staff to visit her. A little chair here to watch me in the shower. I'm not sure who came up with this idea or who's going to chill and talk to me. I'm actually, one fun fact, I'm very, I have so much going on and I work all the time that there, there is a real purpose for this seat. You will, I will be in the shower. I remember washing off paint from a photo shoot and Tracy was just sitting here asking me tons of questions and Kim Schraub coming in, showing me skim samples. And I'm like, in what world is this normal that I'm, I think I had a bikini on, but I was rinsing off the paint and multitasking, doing tons of things. So this isn't the oddest thing that you will see. Okay. My first immediate question, (laughs) why would you not just put the chair outside the door and then you could just have the door, if you're this busy that you need to talk to your assistant, I get it. I can imagine that scenario, right? If you need to talk to your assistant, why can't they just sit outside the door? Why are you forcing them to see you soaping up your body, yeah, your yeah, nude yeah. body? Because she's <laughs> like, I don't just don't know how the chair got in here. It's a mystery. And I was like, I just don't believe that. Like, you- And then she's like, but there's a purpose for it because sometimes I make Tracy sit in here and listen to me. Yeah, she's so meticulously designed everything at office down to like yeah. the colour of the doorknobs and like the colour of the glasses in the kitchen cabinet. So it's like, I don't think a rogue chair could end up in there without you knowing about it. And that's fine. She's a busy lady. I also think like she went to great pain to say that she had a bikini on in this particular instance. But 
she is kind of known for being nude in front of her employees just because she's always changing and stuff. And I feel like if you work for Kim Kardashian, talking to her while she's naked in the shower would just be a normal thing. It would be like the least weird thing you've done. Yeah, exactly. It makes me think of like the end of the last Kardashians, like this Mm. first season. There's like a Marvel end card at the end, if you watch to the end, Mm. where she calls Pete over to meet the producer who she's worked with for years. And she's Mm. like, Pete, come meet Paxi. She's worked for me for so long. She's seen my vagina. And Paxi's like, no, no, I haven't. (laughs) And she's like, oh, you haven't? You will. Just wait. So I feel like that's kind of normal behaviour. And then she's got all of her magazine covers, which is a very Kardashian thing to do, all framed and on the wall. So Mm -hmm. on the bottom floor, which is the fancier floor, like her Vogue covers and all that sort of stuff. And then on the top level, and it's kind of impressive that she put this up there, she's then got like her glamours and her cosmos, so kind of going down the rungs a little bit. And then she gets to her very first magazine cover, Mm. which is her and a dog. I wanted to be on the cover of a magazine so badly. And Canine Dog Magazine called, and I begged, I remember I begged Chloe and Nicole Richie to borrow their dogs because they didn't have a dog and I wanted to be on the cover of a magazine. I don't know whose dog that is. It's one of theirs, but it worked and I landed myself the cover of Canine Dog Magazine. Oh my God. I mean, you have to respect the hustle. I do respect the hustle. that she's got it up there next to Vogue. It's like, here's my like Vogue and all my other fancy covers. And here's a dog that I stole. And we don't know what happened to that dog. She, Was it returned? She doesn't even know whose dog it is. She yeah. literally doesn't even know. It's not, because she then says she's going to borrow from Chloe or Nicole. But then yeah. she's like, I don't know whose dog this was. I'm just saying the Kardashians have a bad record with pets. Like they I always know. make a big deal of bringing these pets into their homes and then they just mysteriously disappear. Someone so, needs to do a wrap of like, <laughs> investigative journalism of every dog and rabbit Cat and, and rabbit what else and hamster the Kardashians, the Kardashians have owned because <laughs> where are they? Exactly. So RIP that dog. I hope things ended well for you. And then last but not least, there's like obviously a big garage and Kim Kardashian's got lots of fancy cars. And I think she's trying to do like a bit of a smooth exit where, you know, she just gets in her car and like peels out of the driveway Cute. is I think what it's meant to be. But because the car is like, it's like a spaceship. It's got so much technology around mm. it. She can't quite figure out how to open it. And watch this. I can never figure out how to open my car door. Ever. Anyone know how to get into my car? There we go. See, you have to put your palm on it. See? If it was like the Scream movies, I would have been dead by now. The palm of your hand. And that's it, guys. I always think about this, though. Me when I too. can't open my yeah. car, I'm like, I would be the first dead in a horror movie. Although my car does not open with the palm of your hand. It's like the palm of your hand, she has to put it over. And she's right, like it's not good for a quick getaway, but she finally gets in there and drives away. So that is Kim's office tour. I'll link the full YouTube video in the show notes because there's actually lots of beautiful things in there and lots of cool things. But all I cared about was the shower seat, the dog magazine, and the car that could potentially get her killed if she was in a horror movie. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. 
look, I just love family drama, Laura, and it does not get more rumoury and speculative than what is going on with the Beckhams at the moment. So you're probably vaguely familiar with the gist of it all. So Victoria Beckham is apparently feuding with son Brooklyn's new wife, Nicola Peltz Beckham. And at first they seemed really close. Like Nicola would always be hanging out with Harper, the youngest Beckham, Mm. and being like, this is my little sister. They got matching rings. Victoria was always commenting on all of her Instagrams and liking everything. Big mum energy, by the way, liking like every Instagram post ever. But then something shifted. So fans noticed less and less interaction between the two women and then the rumours started swirling that there was a rift. So it was apparently born during the wedding prep stages. Brooklyn and Nicola got married in April and according to page six, Nicola didn't really want Victoria's input, which obviously would have put Victoria's nose out of joint. Now, I'm with Nicola here. Like, I do not want my mother-in-law involved in, like, the interiors of my wedding being like, no, I want white roses. You should yeah. have white roses. Don't get the cream or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and Victoria's a designer. She's obviously someone who loves aesthetics, loves design. I could imagine she wanted a hand in it and potentially there could have been a rift there. Exactly. And especially because the Peltz family is so much wealthier and more connected than the Beckham family. So she's always like, I'm already like, and obviously this is like tongue in cheek, but Brooklyn had to sign like a big prenup and everything. And so her family's probably like, Victoria Beckham Spice Girl, get your hands off our fancy wedding. (laughs) Yeah, we know what we're doing here. But look, the main rumour is that a lot of the vibe shift was centred on Nicola's wedding dress. So she wore Valentino and everyone was weirded out that she didn't wear Victoria Beckham's own label because she actually wore it for the engagements, this beautiful yellow dress. And so, you know, Victoria Beckham, massive designer, very respected designer too. Like not like, you know, the kind of dress that you would just find in like Mm. any chain store. Very respected. It wouldn't be weird for Nicola to wear Mm. a Victoria Beckham dress. But she didn't and there was no real information as to why. And that's kind of the point where all of this Instagram love started to drop off. So that brings us to now. And so Brooklyn and Nicola did an interview with Variety for their Young Hollywood issue where they talk about wanting kids soon and oh, we're so in love and all this <laughs> stuff. No one cares. And then the conversation turns to the feud. Now we care. So Nicola says she's aware it stemmed from the dress choice for her wedding and was like, I was going to wear Victoria Beckham's design and I really wanted to and then a few months down the line she realised that her atelier couldn't do it so then I had to pick another dress. She didn't say you can't wear it, I didn't say I didn't want to wear it. That's where it started and then they ran with that. And so Brooklyn chimes in with, I've learned that they're always going to write stuff like that. They're always going to try and put people down but everyone gets along which is good. So I'm sorry, but everyone gets along, which is good, isn't exactly happy families to me. (laughs) Yeah, something's definitely gone down here, especially because, like, there was such a lead up to that wedding. Like, I know it takes a long time to make a couture gown. Well, I would imagine I don't own one. But I feel like if Victoria Beckham's atelier would wanted to make the dress, they could have, you know, seamstresses would have worked around the clock, hours and hours to get that dress made. I think it was definitely that she didn't want to wear it potentially or something happened Mm -hmm. because Victoria obviously wore her own designs to the wedding. Yes. And then she kind of... I mean, I don't know, force gifted. Romeo's girlfriend, Mia, was also wearing Victoria Beckham. Yeah, and then a few other people in the crowd. So it was very kind of like if you were team Beckham or team Pelts by which brand you were wearing at the wedding. Victoria put up this like, 
carousel on Instagram of mm. all these pictures and they're all people wearing Victoria Beckham designs. And she's yeah. like, thanks to all these people for wearing my label. <laughs> and also I read that all of the pictures that Victoria put up of the wedding, like none of them have Nicola in them. Like they're all just more about like their family and then like all these people that wore yeah, the dresses. Exactly. And I was like, this is uncomfortable. It I was, am uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And that was so much of the drama that built up around the wedding because there was reports that were obviously never verified, but that Victoria's friends and family got up and gave speeches and even sang songs about the Beckham family but never mentioned Nicola and she allegedly ran out of the reception crying and didn't come back to the after party, which I feel like if that had actually happened, there would have been more reports of it. So I don't know. But obviously at the end too, Victoria put up those Instagram captions saying, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Beckham. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, it's Pelts Beckham. You're just being problematic. And I mean, that could have just been accidental. Mm. Like, you know, she's probably used to saying Beckham all the time. Maybe she didn't even realize yet that they had joined their names. Or it was like from one Beckham couple to another. I don't know. Yeah. So many intricacies. What I do know, though, is that the Beckhams are so tight knit. They are a really close family. They post about each other a lot. So for Victoria to have gone from really seeming to welcome Nicola into that and really like getting around her, Nicola obviously hanging out with Harper a lot, I think that said a lot about how integrated she was becoming into that family. For that to have slowed to a complete stop, something had to have happened. Yeah, and I think that's why people are so interested. I mean, we're always interested in a bit of celebrity family drama, but the fact that their wedding was quite a few months ago now and that nearly every week there's a new piece of information about this feud or what happened at the wedding, or what's happening between these families, I think is because it's such a departure in a way for brand Beckham mm. because the brand of the Beckham family has always been like, the parents are so in love and like we've got a big group of kids and like they all get along together and they are always posting videos and socials and stuff of the family being together Mm. and it's this very kind of like they're almost like this untouchable Hollywood family unit which is so different to most kind of like high profile Hollywood celebrities and even like all the scandals they've had over the years like allegations about David's cheating and the fact Mm. that they have an open marriage and live separate lives all of that's gone away the last couple of years since they've been able to cultivate their own kind of perception on Instagram and and Twitter and stuff like that. And so I think this is the first kind of little break in that that people are seeing. And it's not so much that people are so interested in like a feud between a famous woman and her potential daughter-in-law, even though that's like very exciting. Mm. It's more so like the chink in the armour of the Beckham family starting to fall down. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because I suppose the original drama and scandal around Victoria and David Beckham was Rebecca Luz. Remember that? Oh, Oh, yes. That is so long ago. So long ago. And so she was his assistant. There were photos of them hanging out in Spain. You know, people were like, oh, actually, it's the assistant. But then I think it was like someone related to her or a friend or something then went to the media and was like, no, no, they're having an affair. And it was just this deluge of people speaking to the tabloids. This is peak tabloid Mm. 2000s culture where they're all just talking to the tabloids. There were constant stories, but Victoria and David just stood firm being like, this is ridiculous. And then it kind of eventually went away, but there was a lot of discussion around it. So now I think we're looking at Two very media savvy people. I think Victoria's always been media savvy. She's always known exactly what to say and where to stay private, where to speak out. Whereas I think before you had all these other people inputting and, you know, Mm. speaking to the tabloids. Now it's just really we've got Victoria 
and Nicola and Brooklyn, and they're really the only people that know what's going on here, and no one's really telling us anything. And then so we get these weird statements that are really vague. I found this statement in Variety very vague. Yeah, right. Like it's not really saying we're best friends, this is all silly, we hang out all the time. It's saying things are good. Like what does good mean? Does that mean that you are frosty with each other but you see each other because you have to? Does it mean that you like hang out all the time? What does it mean, guys? So I think that's why we're obsessed. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and over on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.